Do you have more than one location? Or do you have many retailers selling your products in multiple locations? If you do, the best way to help customers find them is with the Bold Store Locator app. I have used it in several stores, and it always works. It's the original store locator app for Shopify. And whether you have 10 or 10,000 locations, this app can handle it, and it looks great in any store. Your customers can let the app detect their location, or simply enter their zip code, select a radius, and see the locations near them. They can even click and get turn-by-turn -turn directions. Plus, it offers filtering to make sorting through 10,000 locations even easier. And if you want to customize it, you can create custom pins, set priorities for ones to show at the top, maybe they're a preferred dealer, add custom text, hours, descriptions for each location, even custom fields. And of course, you could bulk import all of your locations with a CSV and export too if you need it. But probably my favorite feature is what they call heat map reporting. In the back end, you could see a heat map report of where everyone is searching for you. This is a great way to get insight into where people are looking for your products and where they want you to be. So if you have multiple locations, check out Bold Store Locator. As an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their Store Locator app free for two months. To get this special offer, go to kurtelster.com bold and you'll be able to install it from there. kurtelster.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them. They are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Today on the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, we are going to talk about the problems with discounting. We've talked about this before, but we didn't necessarily talk about, okay, what do you do instead? So in this episode, that's what we're going to try and get to. And at the same time, why does discounting not work the way it used to? Well, it's because the modern consumer is changing, and we're going to talk about cause marketing. A cause marketing I have mixed feelings about, but I think we have a... A pretty good solution here, or at least certainly a person who can talk us through it and a better way to do it. So we're joined today uh, by Andrew Foreman, founder and CEO of Gives. Prior to Gives, Andrew spent six years in investment banking and was the treasurer of a nonprofit. Okay, we got some good experience here. Has an MBA from Harvard Business School. Damn. A BA in mathematics. I can barely add. And an economics degree from Hamilton College. He lives in New York, proud dad of a two-year-old daughter and newborn son, and still tries to make time for recreational sports. Okay, but 
He is the CEO of Gives. I think that is the relevant part here. That's a Shopify yes. app, correct, Mr. Foreman? That is correct. All right, give me the rundown. Plug Gives for me. Let's get that out of the way first. Sure thing. Um, first, first things first, we see two huge trends happening in e-commerce right now. First, what you spoke about immediately at the open of this, Kurt, brands want to get away from discounts for multiple reasons, uh, which we can dive into later in the episode here. That's trend one. Trend two is that consumers are demanding some sort of purpose-driven activity from brands, and doing cause marketing correctly is difficult. You have a lot of customers. They care about a lot of different things. How do you genuinely and authentically tell your consumer that you care about what they care about? Um, so with, with that, gives allows, with a push of a button, for a brand to tackle both problems with one solution where you can offer donation incentive campaigns instead of discount incentive campaigns manifesting itself in something like instead of spend $100, get $20 off, spend $100, get $20 to give to a charity of your choice. And we're finding that the latter offer is often outperforming the discount, let alone performing the same, but, but all of the intangibles that come along with this, driving full price purchasing and increasing loyalty, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so we've got our gives plug out of the way, but it is relevant to this discussion and we've got a special offer on it at the end. Um, okay, so uh, people who listen to our episode with Kathleen Booth uh, three, four episodes ago, uh, we talked about discount code abuse and she referred to discount codes as the sugar high of, of promotions. So let's start with, with that. What's the problem with discounting? Let's recap that one. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's multiple things. I could go on on this for a while. I'll try to limit it to three things. So first things first, the immediate impact of just taking money off the top that can crush margin. And, and, right. and so senselessly discounting just you know crushes margin. Which eats into your profit. Right, right, from the beginning. Um, second thing, it attracts the wrong type of customer. Consistently, we've seen this across many, many of the brands that we work with. They look at their cohorts. The people that were brought in initially by discounts are consistently the lowest lifetime value customers. Just looking the, at LTV. They used to call this the Groupon effect. Remember that years ago? Yes, yes, in exactly. Restaurants? Yeah. You get like a ton of people in and then they like promptly go out of business. There's the Groupon <laughs> effect because you had the wrong customer. That's right. That's right. And then the third thing I'll mention is that it ultimately degrades the value of your brand, right? If you're sending consistent discounts to even the people that really do like your brand, they're starting to train in the back of their mind. They're thinking price really shouldn't be what the average advertised price here is. I should never pay full price. It gives people a pause, you know, a reason to pause and not purchase. And then I think uh, going further, assuming that you've got competitors in this space, like your dropshipper selling similar goods, and you're not stuck to a, a minimum advertised price policy, the the discounting can also turn into a race to the bottom, where it's like you're just turning over inventory at no profit in the hopes that like, well, we're acquiring customers and later we will monetize those somehow. That's that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And, the, and those people, again, are con you're turning your loyal customers into price conscious customers. And, and now it's just the race, the race to the bottom is on and it's who can go out of business first. We've established the issue with discounts. And I think for a lot of people, like they're like, we know, but what the heck else am I supposed to do? What do I do right. instead? Right, right. And, and that's why we've really built BitGives the way we have. 
this is something that can be an alternative to a discount. The discount hasn't been disrupted in 70, 80, you know, since it came into existence, it probably hasn't been disrupted ever. Um, yeah, historically, is, I wonder what the first coupon code is. Yeah. Like I in should... ancient Sumeria, are they clipping coupons <laughs> out of clay tablets? <laughs> I wonder, yeah, you, you got a, a better bargain on your barter deal than, than, uh, than on the cash deal. But yeah, I think, I think that on our side, this is something that is actually, and we've seen it over, over and over again, we've seen that you can offer either a smaller discount with a give back incentive or just the donation incentive in place of a discount. And the, and the even to me, the results were surprising. Consumers really care about this. And I don't think this would have been effective 10 years ago. Definitely not for you know the, the boomer generation initially. I think they've maybe softened up a bit now. But the, the millennial generation and Gen Z, they're craving this type of offer. And it's something that we're seeing over and over again can actually compete with discounts. Okay, so consumers are changing is the thing we've seen. I've, uh, Harley Finkelstein, um, Shopify exec, says uh, with especially in 2020, we're really seeing the rise of conscious consumerism, yes. meaning what, it, where I shop, I want to know who I'm buying from. Like there yes. is guilt associated with my purchase. And okay, so we alleviate that guilt through being more aware of who we buy from. Like I'd rather buy from a local mom and pop than Walmart is what's going yes. on here. Yes. And so you you have thoughts and data there. Tell me, how do you see consumers as changing? People are making buying decisions based on how the brand is perceived, not only by themselves, but also by others. And so you're seeing this new wave of consumer who truly, yes, they, they of course care about price on some level, but will they pay more for high quality? Always, that has been the case. But now will they pay more simply to feel better about their purchase? And we're seeing that become one of the top three criteria that people are listing when they, when they look to the brands that they're buying. The Wall Street Journal published an article this week or last week, it was in, in the past couple of days, where the IPOs coming up in the next, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, um, all have a social good tint to them. It's not just the numbers. They're not touting just the numbers. But you're seeing, you know, the Warby Parkers going, Chobani, um, and, and Allbirds, a few of these big IPOs, in their docs, they're touting the social good that they are doing and or promoting um, as, a, as a core piece of why their brand and, and products are so valuable. And this is a requirement because increasingly, this is the only way that you can drive uh, cultural relevance and ideally like bonus engagement with uh, millennials, but even more so with Gen Z. That's right. And the, the stat I just read this morning was Gen Z's suggested total spending power currently 71 billion. Wow. 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 So this is not something we should be ignoring. Seriously. Makes me feel a little bit old, but yeah, wow. That's that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, corporate America does not want our millennial dollars. Now it's no. about Gen Z seventy one billion and that's how are we right. gonna get that? That's right. That's and that, and that's gonna last a whole lot longer. We're 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 old news. So do you have any thoughts on where what caused this rise of conscious consumerism? I my theory is like just social media, Reddit, the internet, uh, information 
made is become more transparent like less of the media we consume is controlled by the people who are selling us the goods and it's a lot more feedback from humans other people not brands and so you start seeing issues and you start seeing problems and then you start having guilt and you go well what can i do differently well if i'm already making a purchase can i spend a little bit of extra effort to figure out okay who can I buy from that will have some positive impact on someone? Like money is changing hands here and I could vote with my wallet. Who gets the money? Is that the thinking here? I mean, information is so readily available now. And I think you've nailed why this spreads so quickly. Somebody pinpoints, hey, you know, there's a brand out here touting that they donate 10% of their sales to 10% uh, of their profits, excuse me, 10% of their profits to to one specific nonprofit and somebody d digs a little bit deeper, finds out that this brand is not profitable, hasn't been donating, but has been touting this um, for a while. I think things like that now spread to your point like wildfire and somebody catches on to that. And, and now people are saying, okay, well, we're not going to buy from that brand. What's another brand that sells goods in this space that is doing this a little bit more genuinely and authentically or a lot more, um, you know, see through and, and, and be able to be able for people to understand this is how this brand is helping impact society. And so what we've done on, on our side to help brands with that is, is put the choice in the consumer's hands and really close the loop when a consumer shops, let's say the offer was spend $100, get $20 to give to a charity of your choice. The consumer shops, they spend $100, they get $20 to give to the charity of their choice. They now choose the charity that means the most to them. And it's a lot of trust from, from brands on, to their consumers to say, we genuinely have, are giving you the $20 to give to whoever you want. There's a lot of trust in, in that, especially with social media these days. Um, but we're finding that brands are being rewarded by customers for that trust. Customers are sending money to charities that they truly and honestly care a lot about. And, uh, and then we close the loop by letting consumers know, hey, yeah, you've sent this $20 to the charity that your wife sits on the board of or that your sister sits on the board of or that you just genuinely love and care about um, or, or all of those things. And, and now you get a receipt that says, great, I sent this $20 there, courtesy of my favorite brand. And, and that's something that can now be shared on said social media and start to bring out the authenticity that this brand is providing. All right, so walk me through a we're we're close to walking through an example there. I'm yep. s vaguely starting to wrap my head around it. <laughs> uh, walk walk me through like a, a real life example. Yeah, of sure. how this would work. Like, all right, so I land on what website? Yeah, so let's let's take an example. So Lolly Beauty right now, beauty company on Shopify, they installed the Gives app. So a consumer lands on Lolly Beauty. Right on the uh, on the header, they have a, a little banner that says, we're donating 10% of every single sale to the charity of your choice. And if you get subscribed to their emails or if you um, you know go on social media, you'll see that they, they're touting you know, the 10% of every purchase we're giving back to our customers to give to a charity that they care about most. So you go on and you actually purchase as totally normal. You're, you're, you're thinking, wow, this is great. I've been meaning to try this, you know, 
Pank Plum Elixir. Not that I've not that I've tried some of these some of these products, but you um, you've been meaning to try this anyway. You weren't sure if you wanted to spend the money, but now you're going to pay sixty bucks for this thing. You're going to get six dollars to give back to a charity of your choice. So you spend the $60, you get $6 at the end of your experience. So after you purchase right on the confirmation thank you page, you're able to see what Lolly Beauty cares about. There's three charities, three to six charities that Lolly Beauty has said, hey, here, here are three to six great charities that we genuinely care about. Um, if you don't have a favorite, feel free to join us. Otherwise, you can use the search bar and donate to any of the 250,000 charities that are enrolled in the PayPal Giving Fund, who's our giving partner. And so you can, you buy, you buy the item, you now allocate your $6 to your favorite charity, and then you'll receive a receipt from Gives that lets you know, yep, you sent $6 to the American Red Cross, courtesy of Lolly Beauty. I love this. I do. So my, one of my, well, is the donation in my name or the brand? So you you get to you get to decide if you want the the charity to know that it's you or not. Um, but in general, our our general stance is that yes, we'll let the charity know that it's you. We actually we won't give them your email, so they can't add you to a to an email list. But they will know it's you, so you can get the credit. Um, the actual donation, you cannot write it off on your taxes. Uh, you were not charged anything for it. The brand is the one that's actually the donor of record. Okay. And can they deduct it? They can. Aha. Uh -huh. But it's not as not as interesting as you may think. A lot of uh, and and we could go down this rabbit hole as well. But uh, writing off donations from a corporate perspective is not as uh, lucrative, we'll say, as writing off personal donations. It's, it's basically essentially similar to a, a marketing expense. And so the, the advantage here is that by having a third party administer the donation, yes. then we eliminate the big criticism of cause marketing, which is, did anyone actually donate any money? Yes, exactly. And this, like, this circumvents that entirely. The closed loop piece is one of the biggest feedback pieces that we get all the time where this is one of the only positive customer service calls <laughs> that brands will get that uh, somebody said, wow, I actually got $25 to give to a charity that I care about and I just, I just got proof that this money is going to arrive there in the next 45 days. How do I run promotions with this? Like this is our alternative to just a site-wide sale assuming it is a brand that where it's, it is relevant to both the brand and the the customer because it's certain i bet this doesn't work for everybody but we'll get into that so what is a what is a promo if i'm the merchant what does a promo like this look like the beauty is that right now we're we have on our product roadmap to help you promote this type of deal but right now you can just plug it into your marketing stack as is we've had brands that have just added to you know to paid ads one sentence at the end Buy now, get $20 to give to a charity of your choice. And it boosts conversion 17%, right? I mean, adding one copy sentence didn't even change the creative. Um, you know, being able to add a banner to your site if you have a pop-up on your site. All of, you know, your traditional email marketing and, and your social media, the more you tout it, the better it performs, not unlike any other type of marketing. Uh, but that's, the, the more touch points you can get with the consumer, the better. And we're finding that, Consumers are reacting to this better and better as time goes on because they're realizing this is actually 
it's not too good to be true. This is this is real uh, and it's exciting. And it is nice that it's like, okay, you give me the choice. Like, hey, here's the, the money, here's the credit. Right. And then you decide what to do with it. Excuse me, do you know where 4th Street is? Yeah, up here, make right. Or, uh, no, make left. No, no, make right. Man, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. But you know who does know what they're talking about? Zipify Pages, the most powerful landing page and sales funnel builder on Shopify. All their templates are tested and proven by a $100 million e-commerce brand. So you know their stuff actually works. Finally, someone who knows what they're talking about. You can copy entire templates, like opt-in pages, product pages, or holiday promos. Or use the drag-and-drop builder to create your own custom layouts. Then publish your pages directly onto your Shopify store. That means no plugins and no subdomains. So setup is easy and tracking is even easier. And you don't need a designer or developer. Plus, all pages are optimized for mobile. And built-in split testing helps you maximize your results. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 57 hundred Shopify merchants. To start your 14-day free trial, go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Let's say if I'm the consumer, you go, all right, you get 20 bucks to donate. And I just ignore it. I don't do anything with it. What happens? So right now, the what happens is that the brand didn't get any direction and it kind of works like a gift card. So it ends up really ROI positive for the brand. It expires after 14 days. If somebody emails and wants to, wants to do it, we always honor that um, and gives will even front that. But the right now, we see about 25% engagement rate after purchase, which is quite high for after purchase engagement. But yeah. it does lead to a lot of cost savings compared to a discount as well because one in four people are donating the $20. At the end of the day, from a numbers perspective, that's costing your brand $5 per order instead of 20. Exactly. Okay. This makes sense so far. Would this, are there brands where this just wouldn't work? Where they just should not, you're like, look, you're not a good fit for this. Don't bother. So it's, that's, that's a good, a good question. We have not found that yet. (laughs) Honestly, we are, we started out with the idea that, hey, this could be great for luxury brands and initial surveying said women would be more interested in this than men. So it was luxury brands that were targeting women and we, the results we were getting were outstanding. And then we had H&M come along and, and they said, we love this. We need another reason to email our huge loyalty program. We would love to run something on Gibbs for Earth Day. Um, and we'd love to say, if you spend $60 or more, you're going to get $10 to give to a charity of your choice and try to increase average order value a little bit, uh, as well as have another reason to email and see what that engagement looks like. This had me nervous on a number of levels. One, a lot more volume than we had ever seen. Two, this was our first, you know, first, first big client. But number two was, you know, is this the right audience? Price conscious, um, you know, how, how, how is this going to perform? That's what I was nervous about. Uh, and, and when they sent the email out to the loyalty program, they, they reported back that they had immaterially better results than their discount emails, which to me mm. is a huge win, obviously. <laughs> First of all, better, but immaterially better, fine. Let's say the same. Um, 
but that's compared to their discount emails, which well outperform their non-offer emails where there's you know no, no actual offer in, in the email. So this was something that was not a discount email, got just as good of engagement, if not slightly better. And in terms of conversion rate, same type of deal. But what ended up happening was instead of giving, let's say 100, let's just make numbers easy, 100,000 people purchase $60 worth of stuff or more, and let's say 100,000 people do that, 25,000 people actually donate the $10, $250,000 goes to charity, but H&M saves in that case 70, 750 grand by not giving everybody that $10 discount. Gives dot com g-i-v-z four-letter domain name what did that cost that's a very interesting question uh (laughs) (laughs) there there i saw that domain name i'm like damn that that had to be pricey so i was in school and then as you pointed out in the beginning so i can't get away from it at uh at harvard business school but i was in school so i was thinking about starting this company I saw we had the name Gives. I saw Gives.com was a parked domain. And so I looked up on the Whois database who owned it. Um, And Elizabeth, wherever you are in Canada right now, you are an amazing person. But I emailed her incessantly for six months, uh, to which she finally replied, make me your best offer in all caps. Uh, And I said, hey, (laughs) I'm... I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just in school and I really, you know, I'm trying to do something good here. Uh, can you, you know, can we please just get on the phone? And she said, just make me an offer. <laughs> and I said, I, again, don't have a ton of cash here. It's not like, you know, we're, we're, I'm in school. She's like, you're in Harvard business school. I've looked you up. <laughs> you, you know, you're not, you're not hurting. I was like, uh, okay, but we, we genuinely don't have any cash for this. I'm just, and let me tell you about what we're doing. So I emailed her about what we're doing. I got a call Tuesday morning. I was like 8 a.m. Tuesday morning. My wife was like, who's calling you this early? I was like, I have no idea. From Canada. I answer the phone. Elizabeth and I talked for two and a half hours, at which point she finally, uh, at the end, I think she asked me where, the last question was, where are you spiritually? I had no idea how to answer that question. I was going to say, how do you answer that? Like, it's not a bad question. I just don't know where it's going. I was like, you know, I, I really started babbling. I, I think I said something like, oh, I was raised by my parents to do the right thing. I had no idea where, where this was going. And, uh, and, and she finally cut me off at the babble and said, listen, I had forgotten I owned this domain. You seem like a nice guy. I'm going to transfer you the GoDaddy codes today. And I'm a seasoned SEO professional. That's why I bought, I saw, I scooped this domain 10 years ago or whatever it was. And um, it's your lucky day. And that's it. And and she just gave it to me. Wow. I'm really glad I asked that question. <laughs> Wild. That was, that was a good story. I didn't think I was going to get anything. I thought that was a throwaway question. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Crazy, crazy times. Uh, when did you start Gives? So we, I, I thought I had started Gives. Um, you know, the idea was in 2017, I was graduating from business school and I was thinking about creating a Venmo for charitable giving because um, I was a treasurer of a nonprofit and I had experienced firsthand people being able to Venmo me so much quicker and easier than going to my website and donating through my quote unquote crappy website. So we would raise 10 to 20K a year, nothing major, but 
getting that in Venmo, especially in the early days of Venmo, getting it out of Venmo $300 a week at a, at a time was a total disaster. Um, and, and now I'm sitting in business school trying to figure out what I'm going to do with this one in precious life, which is what they ask you every day. And I, I said, you know, I have an opportunity here. This was before marriage, before kids, <laughs> to to do something where I can really change the world if I can eliminate this payment friction. I think I was a little bit naive as to how tough that direct-to-consumer business would be to build. So everybody listening, building a, a direct-to-consumer business, unbelievable, and kudos to you. Um, but on, on my side, that was where it started. Uh, and so we slowly built all of the pipes that, that needed to be built, uh, raised a small friends and family around um, to, to, to fund that and build and build the technology to be able to send money to any charity in America. And, and then really 2019 was when, um, you know, that business was struggling. I wasn't sure what to do with it. And one of, one of uh, two brands, I guess, a, a luxury food brand and a handbag brand took a chance on, on gives and said, came to me and said, Hey, can we replace our discounts with, by giving people credit on your platform? I said, yeah, that Mm. sounds like a great idea. (laughs) I wish I could take credit for it. Uh, but let's, let's try it. And, uh, we tried it. The results were absolutely ridiculous. I, I came back to the team, you know, we were four people at the time and I said, we're pivoting the whole business, the, the, the whole thing. This is what we do now, and uh, and and that took a lot, a little bit of convincing. But by the end of 2019, we were full, fully committed, and so we've really been going at it now since uh, probably March 2020. I think one of the that I love that story, um, and I think one of the the business lessons that I often go back to is in Sam Walton's book. The guy founded Walmart, Made in America, is the name of the book. Um, and I read this uh, 20 years ago and in it, he essentially all his like early successes, he goes, I, the guy never had an original idea. He would just see other, he was good at recognizing other people's ideas and then going, well, can I do that in my business? And then you know, essentially it's a, a great artist's, uh, steal good artist copy. And so he would take the idea, make it his own, implement it, and then it would work out pretty well. And it's the magic is in you know being able to recognize and double down on the good ideas and opportunities and it sounds like in this case you were able you started with that classic entrepreneurial journey of i have a pain or problem in my own life and it was well we're, it, it is a struggle you were a charity and it, it is difficult it is harder than it should be for people to make donations okay so there you've got the pain or problem and so you build a business around that but it's not doing what you want. You're like, okay, where do I go from here? How does this thing scale? And then someone else says, well, we've got this idea. Can we replace discounting? And you said, well, we'll try it. And lo and behold, you recognize it as this phenomenal idea and, and run with it. Um, I don't know, I think, there's, I think there's value in that, that story and journey. And I'm glad you were able to recognize the idea and you had that original pain because you're right. Ultimately, um, you're doing net good in the universe with this. I hope, we think. We know. Um, we we we've sent over a million dollars to charity at this point through through this model, um, and I think there's add-on pieces of good that are happening that I don't talk about necessarily with the brands on a sales call or with the investors. But in in my heart of hearts, 
one of the most important pieces of this journey was end of 2020, we had a woman contact us to say she got $10 from one of our partner brands to give to a charity of her choice. She picked the charity that she wanted to give to, and she went out of her way to email us back from the receipt that we sent her to say, not only did I give the $10 to this charity, I forgot how much I cared about this charity. I forgot that I actually want to go volunteer at this place. And, you know, this was in the, I guess, sort of dip of, of people going back to, to volunteer. Maybe it was earlier this year and now, now COVID's back, of course. But she was like, I'm going to go figure out how to volunteer at this place um, again just because I got $10 and I had to think about where am I going to give this $10. And and that, that type of thing where not only have 50,000 people been able to donate to a charity of their choice courtesy of a brand and have that good brand association associated with that, but... That's 50,000 people who had to think about what do I want to do with this money? And I love that. So the, this idea of cause marketing has been, it's been around a long time. And, you know, I remember first, really first paying attention to it probably uh, when eBay was made it just like part of your a seller's listing. You could just opt in to yep. um, like donate X percent to, you know, uh, one of these charities. And yeah, th- I thought that was cool. And I was a, I was a big eBay seller. Um, for many years, and but you know now it's at least ten years later. Not everyone does this for sure. It's like a minority of stores do it. Brands and mer- I think you know, we've got this rise of conscious consumerism, and it seems to be growing in importance generationally. Is there a time at which this becomes table stakes, where it's like you, you, you have to do something charitable. You have to be thinking. Um, in terms of ethics. I think that's coming up <clears throat> sooner than anybody realizes or or people may realize. I think I think in the next five years this will be table stakes. Okay. You have you have and to you have to do it. Where do you think people get it wrong when they first approach this idea? Like where do you see brands uh, how do I avoid missteps when if I'm like brand new to this idea yeah. of donation-driven marketing or cause marketing? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of... We're, we're trying to... I, I want to say there are no shortcuts, right? But then I'm like, actually, we, we're, we're kind of a shortcut <laughs> in some sense because you're letting your customer decide where to give. Um, but, but sometimes, you know, there's always a reason to say, oh, no, if I'm going to let my customer decide, what if they donate to something that... I don't, I don't like, and, and we have features that you can, you can filter out charities and stuff like that. I always encourage people not, not to do that because if you, if your entire customer base donates to a charity that you don't support, don't you want, you should know that at least for the first week, you, you want to know that (laughs) it's probably not true. It's an unfounded fear. Um, and, and we've seen that across the board, but, um, letting your customer choose, trusting your customer, I think is, is a huge value add piece that the customers really do feel we still see just as a side note we still see customers donating to the highlighted and featured charities a majority of the time but they love the fact that they they could have chosen a different charity if they wanted to um and so that's that's an interesting piece here but i think where you get it wrong is when you try to do this super infrequently 
and not in a genuine and authentic manner. And, and, you, and you say something like, and you really tout, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, the 10% of profits going to a charity of your choice when you're not pro- going, going to a specific charity when you're not profitable. And then I think the, the other piece that you can run into is on the legal front, if you're going to have if you're going to tout a percentage of sales or a percentage of profits going to a specific charity, make sure that you have the right legal docs um, signed with that charity. Because in something like that, you need to make sure you have a commercial co-venture agreement signed. I was going to say, does the does the the charity ever catch on to this and go, hey, you haven't donated anything, but totally. you're clearly making sales in part because of our name? Yes. So that's that's where commercial co-venture laws come in. That's what they are supposed to be governing against. And there have been some tough suits going on there. Um, again, if you leave it up to the customer, you don't have to don't have to deal with that. Um, but if you are going to partner with one specific charity, and, and again, if you're going to partner with a specific charity, don't expect that your customers, every single customer is going to have a burning desire to support that charity. Every customer is different. Every, if there's one thing I've learned over the past, you know, really 10 years of being in the nonprofit space, people are super passionate about a lot of different things. And, and so if, if you're going to pick one cause and expect 30% of your customers to really resonate with that, that seems like a lot. And, 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 I, and I think you'd be lucky to have 3% really resonate. If I'm a charity... How do I get on your list of charities? Like I saw on the gifts page, I could search. It's like, here's the featured ones. And then I could search. And it looks like there's thousands in there. There are. How so do I right, get in that? Yeah. So you can just register for the PayPal giving fund. Um, and oh, it's, a, okay. it's a very quick process. Right now, we've partnered with the PayPal giving fund to make sure that everything is vetted. And, um, and, and that, quite frankly, we can transfer the money directly into companies' PayPal accounts. Uh, charities paypal accounts make it easy uh and finally because i think at this point uh people are probably willing to give this a shot there's really no downside yeah it seems like all right i should try this but what's it cost yeah where's the catch yep yeah good great question uh so so on our side we have a small monthly fee which i assume we'll get to at the end of this will be waived for at least three months with uh, going through Kurt. Um, oh, all right. We got a special offer. How do they get that special offer? The three months great free. Great question. Yeah. So you can go to gives.com slash unofficial and you can get that offer. I will put that link in the show notes. Yes. Um, and then what? All right. So after my three months, what's this thing going to cost me? So depending on your volume, it will be anywhere from $20 to $500 a month. If you are a, a very big Shopify Plus customer with over 50,000 transactions per month, then we can talk about enterprise-level pricing and enterprise-level service. Um, but on the self-serve side of things, anywhere from 20 to $500 a month. If you have less than 10,000 orders a month, it's $99 a month. Um, and so should be pretty reasonable from that side. Full transparency, we take a program fee out of some of the donations. Um, that is something that we found led to a lot more adoption from brands. It doesn't cost the brands any extra. Uh, and getting 90% of a billion dollars to charity is a, is a whole lot better than getting 100% of nothing. 
I, I agree with that math. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Foreman, uh, thank you for doing this. Thank you for your, your net good contribution to society. It's a good place to be. Yeah, I think we'll, ju- we'll end it there. This is good. Uh, gives.com slash unofficial if you're interested in, in trying it free for three months. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Kurt. This has been fun. My pleasure. Shopify's online store 2.0 is here, and I have some very exciting news for you. Out of the Sandbox just updated their best-selling turbo theme to be online store 2.0 compatible, and it's better than ever. Ooh-wee. The turbo theme is a personal favorite of mine. Its update is packed with features like new faceted filtering, sections on producted content pages, and support for metafield modifications. Honestly, this is one of the best themes. Plus, Out of the Sandbox offers a 14-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. Head over to outofthesandbox.com unofficial to get Turbo today. And don't forget to use the promo code KURT20 for 20% off your theme. That's kurt two zero. Save yourself the FOMO. Buy Turbo today. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.